You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and today we're talking about self-care in your body with your spouse, and we're also covering a little bit of the 1-6 glow pairing today. So I hope you guys are ready to have fun with me. We are so grateful to be able to talk today with Katie Beckham, and it's such a fun twist on body work and just body care because Katie is a biologist. So she met her husband when they were, well, let her tell you, it's a really creative story about love and science merging. So absolutely cute. I really want to talk to you guys before we bring Katie on about the other aspects of body care this year before we get into body and nature care. And then for those of you who are like, I can't wait to talk about the one six pairing. I know there's been quite a few of you waiting for this too. Well, you are in for a treat also. So you guys can move around in this podcast as you like, but make sure whatever you do, that you stay energized for all of the body care tips, which we're both giving some of me now and her later for everybody. So first of all, I just want to say, I hope you are doing really well. If you're listening to this podcast in a state of order, some of us love to do that. Others are just kind of like hodgepodge, whatever one I feel like listening to. I'm just glad you're listening because you are going to be growing today so much. But if you are listening live, I also want to take a minute to say happy MLK Day. I know this is such a beautiful moment for us to pause, to reflect with love. I know the word we've been sharing on here this year is grace. We need a lot of that as we live and try to live as peaceably as possible and to learn and to grow together. And I really love to show my kids MLK speech each year. It is a phenomenal speech that I had to study a lot in my communications major in college, but I also really obviously love it for the deeper purpose and meaning of everybody being equally loved and accepted. And we're studying American literature this year, my daughter and I, so it's just everywhere for us to continue to grow. So I really am grateful. I want to continue to grow and I'm grateful for this special day commemorating MLK. I'm also thinking of my daughter's dance. Uh, Her teacher is having everybody dance in different shades for one of the special modern dances. And I'm really appreciative of being parts of communities that are thoughtful about creating reminders of our world and God's world being just so multicultural, just the beauty in the dimensions and the layers. So I hope we all are just, yeah, bringing that into our our weeks and our days whenever you are listening. So we're going to learn more about your body work today, not so that you can just stay in self-care all the time and self-preserving, but truly to step out of fear into power, into action and say, I don't have to fear and be self-preserving. I've already taken good care of myself. It's time to go serve my world. It's time to go have adventures. It's time to go bring love to my people, to bring my gifts out there. So it is a fluid thing that we're doing here, not just getting self-care so that we can have gluttony and really continue to feed ourselves at all times every day. It's feed yourself, refresh, replenish rest so that you can give out better. And that's what all the studies are coming back with from pandemic time is that not only are people working more now, another 48 minutes per day on average, but people are actually resting less. And so you have to understand that not only is that a statistic, but that the work productivity is going down because of that. So that's why some companies are trying to pivot. Yeah. So I just want you to know, because I know you're proactive if you're listening, please make sure that you are setting aside time for this because you're actually thinking that you're going to lose time, but you're going to gain time and, and brain health. 
at the same time as you gain body health. So today's episode is really talking about the fascinating links between our mental wellness, our hearts, and our bodies. Because as much as I'm distinguishing between them over the next few weeks and the few past weeks, I really want you to understand in January that there is so much that connects these centers as well. I was reading in Psychology Today this month so many fascinating articles about how in the past we thought the brain was this pure thinking machine and instead discovered, of course, it's locked in that intricate embrace with the body. So it opens the door for us to have not only the wonderful Bessel van der Kolk book, The Body Keeps the Score, but it also makes us really have to focus in on, oh my gosh, we have so many neurons in our gut and we have to link this with nutrition. We have to allow our hormones, which we'll talk about in a little while, to be linked up with what's happening. We have to, obviously, we'll talk next week about thinking and how we can get our thoughts on the right track. But I just want you to understand that as much as we're focusing on body care today, if you see any overlap, that's literally why is body care is so essential for your mental health in all capacities. And people are running right now to give themselves mental health disorders. It's instead of the old stigma of it's gross, it's lame, we may be even over-diagnosing now. So Enneagram brings us a little bit back into something centered. A lot of the articles in the psychology today actually were saying we may be over-diagnosing trauma. Everything is trauma to us, even though sometimes it's not trauma. And we, so we have to remember our resiliency. We have to be able to say like, yes, this was hard. Yes, I need time to lament, but I need to move on and I need to do my body care. And as you know, that is going to look different for everybody, which we'll talk about today. You know, I was really doing my pop sugar and Cassie Ho with her blog Lotties. And now I've been doing all this jogging, but I was at my gym and some guy was like, hey, you're amazing at cardio. And he's like literally my workout buddy. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. So not not my intentional workout, workout buddy, but you know what I mean? Like I'm super introverted and I'm like, I don't want to have a friend at the gym, particularly a male friend. So I think what's interesting is I think that just keeping it flexible is probably the very best thing. And so I've been actually going back to Casio and to a little bit like more of the hormonal cycle of working out and not going as crazy the cardio and just staying home and balancing the different times of day I can go to the gym, which is my community gym. It's really small. So it's really a nice thing to be able to keep it flexible, keep it mobile. And also, since I had a an oblique injury with overdoing with blood glottis, I don't do that anymore. My friend who's in exercise physiology, she was helping me to understand, you know, what to avoid, what to keep doing. And and so I don't do those things that stress me out. And I actually just literally, I'm like, okay, I'll do her five minute workout instead of sometimes what I used to do, which was try to keep up with my high school daughter who is killing it out there as a nine, who is just like, totally vibing with Cassie Ho. And if you saw Cassie Ho and Pop Sugar are both at Target now. So I was like the top two workout people, E&M started it. No, I'm just joking. But hey, guys, we did our Pop Sugar and our Cassie Ho blog Lottie's here. So we have to take a little bit of credit for spreading the word, right? So keep up with me on finding your ways, your routes. Others of you are like, I have my Peloton. Some are just like, I do my nature walks. Hello, we're going to hear all about that from Katie today. So I am excited with you guys to see what you come up with. You have to tell me. So I'll put some polls up on IG, but um, Jen and I love hearing from you guys. So feel free to always check with us or tell us what you're doing lately. 
So as I promised last week, I wanted to reiterate going through your hormonal body care. I cannot emphasize how important of a player this is in couples that come in to see me or talk to me through Zoom. A lot of you don't realize how much this is influencing your relationship. You have to remember, and each person is unique, but in general, that you have a four-week cycle with a female partner, and she is going to be in a different space emotionally throughout the month. Even when Wes and I were doing our planner, which we're getting ready for thinking self-care in our planner this week, Wes was saying, you know, here's how I structure my day. And I was like, Wes, I'm a female. Like you structuring your day is a beautiful thing. And I'm just like, almost like how Leslie is like to Anne on on Parks and Rec. I'm like, you beautiful, perfect specimen, you. Because I'm looking at him and he has this traditional, classic, good looking moment. And he usually does. And I'm like, I am not that way. I am a hot mess who is sometimes dripping with sweat, who is sometimes in angst, who is sometimes in absolute revelries. And we're not the same. But structure, you know, yet routine, yet all of that is important, even if you're within the four-week structure versus the males are usually morning to night structure with their hormones. And it's this one shift they go through throughout a day, whereas with women, it's a whole month. And unfortunately for Wes, and fortunately, he has three females with hormones, and we're all going at different times and and we're moods. And that's just because literally, luckily, he knows this medically and, and that helps a little bit. He knows... <laughs> He's dodging bullets a lot of the time because he's like, oh my gosh, like what's going on with you? What's going on with you? What's going on with you? And the girls are asking him to make brownies and he is just like, wow, this is a lot. Um, (laughs) And my poor son is like laughing and I'm like, oh, the conversations he has to endure as listening to his sisters talk the other day about their cycles. But I knew it was going to make him a great husband one day. But it also helps me to have a wonderful executive assistant, Coach Jen, who is a health coach who who talks this out with me. And together we were looking up the U.S. women's soccer team follows this four-week nutritional schedule and hormonal schedule, and that's how they often win. So if you want to win in your life, in your marriage, take a look at your cycle, start monitoring it. Or as I was sharing last week, a great, great, great app is Fit or Woman. And I cannot tell you how helpful it is for me. Those third and fourth phases of a woman's cycle are long and they're darker. And it's like, okay, if you're a Taylor Swift fan, compare Folklore Spring and Summer album to Evermore, the winter and fall and that men cannot just be like, you're a mood. This is all hormones. Nothing of what you're saying has any substance because the truth is, guys, this is a time for her to be more emotional, for her to be more open, vulnerable, raw about what's happening in her life when she's not as likely to want to go there in the other weeks. Because you're feeling so emotional, you can't see the forest for the trees. So you have to really, both of you, be doing some work in these times so that you don't really screw things up. And I know we had a good example of it last week when my husband showed up and once again, he was in perfect form. And I had had such a busy day and I was at Panera Bread with my four and my six son and usually they're babysitting at that that time. And so I have like an hour between everything to just sit. And I really probably need that hour because I wasn't in the best mood. And then I think I was also in level, you know, I know I was in weeks three and four because I follow the cycle. And my husband walked in and, and he was just so charming. And so 
healthy and handsome and he just like looked like he's just out there killing it, you know, and he's just chatting and I just was giving him these nasty little comments and nothing bad, just little things. And um, then he just like, luckily we've been doing our work for a while and he just was like, are you a mood? And I was like, yes. <laughs> and then and then it was like, that's it. Like we process that. Like I'm a mood right now. Your every little nuance you're doing is annoying me. And bye. And so I then called him after about 30 minutes. That's all it took for me to wind down. And I said, Wes, I did not say, I'm so sorry for treating you like crap because I didn't. It was just little annoyances. And that would have been drama for both of us. Like neither of us want to add extra drama. But I did say, hi, just making sure you boys got home safe and hope you see that I left you some different foods and, you know, just really was thinking about you. And he was really like, totally like, yeah, we're having so much fun. I'm really unwinding. And he had the most insane week. So it was like he was thriving as best as he could, as was I once I just kind of made a small repair. And that's what John Gottman calls turning towards behaviors. Because he could have been like, I'm not answering my phone. She's in mood. But he was just like, obviously, if she's calling me, it's probably out of love. So he in good faith picked up the phone. I in good faith made that nice assuaging comment and we moved on. So that is a good example of when your hormones can work for you and just keep you as a strong team and help you to show love. So you don't have to just give in to them totally, but when you do, if you can acknowledge it, that's so important to your body care, to your wellness. And I think you in your bodies feel some success too because you were able to rise up a little bit out of the progesterone. At the end of the month, what's happening is in phase four, your estrogen and progesterone levels are both declining to their lowest points. So you really are saying like, I get it, I'm here, but I'm also not going to bring my whole family down just because I'm here. And like I said, imagine if I did every time and my girls both did, we would have three or so weeks of misery unless we were timed up. So I think that that's important for you guys to really take into account for body work, along with what we're gonna be hearing from Katie. And then lastly, before we bring Katie on, I'm talking about our planner this week and some of you are like, what are you talking about? The Enneagram and Marriage Glow Relationship Planner is an every single week yearly planner for you and your spouse or your relationship or just you and yourself to get healthier in your relationship this year. So take a look at that at enneagramandmarriage.com. If you haven't signed up for our Valentine's Day conference, I have a really fun outline for the conference. A lot of my team members are gonna be there from Enneagram and Marriage, and I'm so excited to share it with you. There's a lot of you who have signed up already, so I'm grateful. That is also at the show notes. And then lastly, if you wanna join our Enneagram and Marriage certification team, I am running a class starting February 10th for that also. So I hope to meet you there. I hope that if you are somebody who wants to become a coach, wants to help couples, that you'll join me there and join my team. It's a lot of fun, but it's also hard work. You have to really like couples work. So I give you that as a warning and as a blessing if you want to join us. This is my only time this year that I'm going to be teaching the certification class live. If you know you're just so much better with a live teacher, then join me there and if you're on demand, then you can talk to me about that too, but all of that at enneagramandmarriage.com. So I hope you guys have such a wonderful time listening to Katie tell us all these tips from a biologist perspective on how we can incorporate um, just different elements of body work than you're used to me talking about. 
Hi, Katie. I'm so glad to have you on the Enneagram and Marriage podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm just so honored. Katie is a 6-1 marriage dynamic, right? Yes, I am. I'm a 6-wing 5, self-pres, sexual, and my husband is a 1-wing 2, social, self-pres. We're both native South Carolinians. <laughs> oh, yay. I love that. That is so cool. How did you guys meet? Tell us. Well, the way that we met is very, or the way that we sort of got together ultimately is very one-ish and six-ish. So I'm happy to share this story. So we met in grad school in forestry, getting our master's degrees in forestry at Clemson University. So if there are any Clemson fans out there and I um, had to do some field work, I was trapping small mammals for my master's degree. And, you know, I had I'm a biologist, so I was trapping small mammals and I needed to incorporate some plant and vegetation work. And that was not a strong area of mine. So I asked for anyone to come forward that had any of that, you know, any of that skill set. And he came forward and we started, did a lot of field work together and would just go into the field, hike to the sites, and he would help me identify the plants. And that is really just how we started because as a six, I needed support and guidance. And doing something I wasn't familiar with. And the one sort of came in to teach me. And that really just blossomed our relationship from there. Fun. Is he also in nature and forestry? He is a forester. So he's more, I mean, he has a biology background, um, a biology undergrad degree, but he has a master's in forestry just like me. So we both kind of have that mix of biology and forestry, but for a living, he is a forester. Well, I love your commonalities. That is just amazing. And we all know ones and sixes are so alike. And then I also want to say I loved hearing how you as a six were really looking to your one to guide you. And I know that's also very common for sixes with ones or any type. So was that confidence in him really attractive? A hundred percent. And I really think I, I was just sort of was drawn to him because of his confidence mm-hmm. and just his knowledge and he's not ever, you know, and he always, I could sort of have trust for him earlier on because I knew that he would never say anything to me. I just sort of got that vibe. This is way before the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. I got the vibe that whatever he was going to tell me, like he would never tell me something that wasn't true. And if he didn't know, he would say he didn't know. And it's not like he was embarrassed to say he didn't know about it. And it's just, it's just the confidence that I was drawn to really. And I think as a six, you have a pretty good read on if someone is sort of embellishing what is happening or they really don't know. You can sort of like look at their <laughs> language, actually tease it out with all the questions that you end up pelleting them with. Oh, wow. That's now that's really <laughs> fascinating. I, I know our sixes listening are absolutely chuckling with you. That's hilarious. Uh, what a cool covert skill. That is so fun. Tell us more about life work and one six dynamics and maybe anything you learned from the glow guide. As you know, I have pairing guides for each type and you have your one six guide, which I love that you got long ago. Well, um, from the glow guide, the glow guide was so spot on and just so eerily specific for me. And I was looking at it. I've, you know, definitely an Enneagram coach. And so I have looked at a bunch of different materials and this was presented in quite a different way, but very spot on. And I think a lot of times you're looking at different Enneagram materials and it's hard to piece together the relationship aspect. And this fills the niche, I think. 
and it was it was really spot on in a lot of ways um specifically for the sixes staying on routine including self-care was very good so ones they are already thinking that they have to do everything mm-hmm. especially if they're in a stress place you know i have to do this i have to do that i'm the only one that's going to do it to this level and to have a partner who's a six that can manage their anxiety and support themselves and to be able to stay on routine and not necessarily keep the pace of a one because that's going to be hard to do but at least stay you know handling things that are in your realm to handle so they feel like they have a partner instead of like you know burdening them with more to do if that makes sense because when i am stressed i can get overwhelmed and not want to do anything and or just not not be sure get really scattered and not be focused on what i need to do and maybe procrastinate doing something because i'm just not sure but if you can get into action and stay on routine do things that are really speaking to you as far as self-care and support then you can stay on task with what you need to do and be a, a partner to them so the staying on routine is really good and and like i said before supporting yourself and doing like for example, a morning routine and body work. I know we'll talk about this later, but that was so important to me is to have a self-care morning routine where I go and get physical and move into action without necessarily having to think first. I'm already in action. The first thing I do is mm-hmm. to get action. And that really, I think, starts the day in the right way with the right forward momentum. And so the date ideas were really spot on for us. I mean, it's just like looking into our lives because the day ideas that you had for the six and the one were like walks in the woods, hikes, dinner outdoors. I mean, nature kind of is just the connecting factor for us. That was a thing with sixes and ones because I hadn't really read that in any other spot. It really just kind of plays into our story and how we met. And it really does. That's so funny. That <laughs> it was that spot on for you guys. <laughs> oh yeah. And also letting go because when people say date night you may compare yourself to other people and what date nights look like and we had to sort of let go of that because originally i kind of forced date nights for us to go to a dinner and just like relax because we're parents of three children very stressful and once we sort of let go and i had some actually really good advice from a babysitter of our children an older lady she said how did you if you know we were having going through a period of time where we were having a really hard time connecting with each other and she says what originally connected you together and i was like well being in nature hiking she was like well do that let your dates be that like have a babysitter during the day and you two go on a go on a hike and so once we you know i can't say that we do that a ton but when we do that or when we allow the children to sort of free play in an area and then we walk alone in nature that is just it speaks to my soul on like such a different level and it's so connecting for me i love that and that's beautiful because other one six pairs that i know and i have family with this pairing i really see the way they connect especially in nature after all of the processing and analyzing and helping it is such a beautiful way to unwind and to appreciate the lovely places in nature to find beauty in the research in the planning as you know this 
couple is great at planning. If anyone does not know a one-six couple, you probably do without knowing it. It's your friends who are the very best planners, who are asking you dates, who are hosting you with excellence. So I love that. I love that your babysitter had that wisdom as well when you needed it. What else do you want to remind sixes and ones of? I know sixes can be reactive and ones can really get, they can struggle with that because they, they really want logic. There was a comment in the six wing five section specifically. It said, <laughs> I laughed so hard at it. It said, do not let your six bring up issues during dates. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's not like I intentionally did that, but I definitely, it's something to watch because mm-hmm. Like I said, as busy parents, sometimes that is like a quiet time and you think like, hey, this has been bothering me. Maybe I need to say this, but it's time. <laughs> yes, we can get to that later. Anyone with a six wing or a, who is a six just needs to hear that. There's 115 waking hours besides your date night, six to 10 hours a week or date time or quality time. So take that time. I love that. And yeah, I bet you just this time just is so decompressing for you guys. And for anybody who's just got a heavy load or a lot of processing and analyzing. Oh, yeah. And it also for us is um, doing those dates, those sort of dates. Like my husband, you know, as a one, he's a body type. And so it really helps him to keep his body moving and um, not be doing work and not think he has to do work or anything mm-hmm. like that. So when he we go out there and we sort of, you know, we're doing sort of adventures together outside. So that helps him with a seven. But then also that helps him with the other wing of his, the nine, the peace. So um, I've, and then this also speaks to my next point as, as far as intimacy goes. And this is like, as far as I'll delve into that, but this was, this was a tip in the glow guide talking about bring the playful seven wing, like before an, an intimacy session. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, don't, don't try to have the deep convos. And that is where I was kind of going, I won't say wrong. I don't want to, you know, speak out of judgment, but that's something that I can watch because I, for me, I would want to have, you know, as that sexual um, instinct, I would want to have those deep conversations and connect really intimately um, on an intellectual level and then in a heart level and then move to the physicality, but he cannot do that. Um Mm-mm. Right. Because they will instinctually put up walls right there at the first sign of a problem. So that's really good that you learned that, that you have to save your reactivity as much as anyone can for times Mm -hmm. when it's not that playful, relaxed time in the bedroom. Right. And so, and for, for the playful seven wing I've learned is like, for me, you know, it's, it's really helpful to have for anyone. It's really helpful to have a balance with their wings. I'm a six wing five. So I definitely don't take as many risks. I don't do as much adventure and spontaneity, mm-hmm. and that's thing. but that would help me um, on my journey to health. And that would also help him immensely. So that's something that I can bring is the playful side and just introduce that more and suggest that more in our relationship. That's really cool. And I really like Katie, how you're reminding everyone, just like I am, just like everyone listening is we're in growth. We're trying things out. We're taking those steps, but it doesn't mean like, aha, I discovered this glow guide and every single tip I've already conquered it. And I think that it's not about the glow guide as much as it is when you learn your types issues, whatever type you are, 
you're going to have some of the issues and that's where your spouse is going to be so happy to see you make movement. So I'm sure your spouse has been really happy to see you get healthy or even if it's little by little. A hundred percent. And he's definitely noticed it. I mean, without any prompting, he's definitely said, I noticed a change in you. And I do want to tell everyone, I know Chris has probably mentioned it, but it really just takes one person to start doing work. Everybody doesn't have to do work together and they won't be on the same timeline. And don't let that interrupt you from doing your work and going on your journey because any little bit helps. And the self-awareness and sitting quietly, if a six can stop doing stuff so much and sit quietly and peacefully and look inside and ask themselves the questions instead of people and really get introspective as to where they're coming from. Mm, That's a really good tip for our sixes. And anything just for our ones who are in any relationship? For the ones, just allow yourself to rest and realize that you don't have to fix everything. Um, Just realize that if you let yourself rest and you let yourself recharge, you're going to be better uh, at doing whatever that you want to do. And so allow yourself to rest. That's something for both the one and the six. And something to realize is when your partner is resting, they have finally decided to let themselves rest. And you may not be in a spot where you can rest. Do not give them a task. Do not ask them to do something while they're actually trying to rest. Um, I've definitely been guilty of that in the past. Um, I could be like, for example, my husband, you know, he might come home from work and he's relaxing, just taking a pause, you know, with the kids and I'm doing all these things. And I could stop doing those things as well and just rest too. But I've chosen to be dutiful and be working. And that's a choice that I've made. And so then sometimes it's a little martyrish when you look and see other people not doing things. And um, you may be tempted to criticize or ask them to do something and just realize everyone, you know, if, if the one or the six are resting, let them rest. Um, Mm -hmm. Other tips um, do not take the ones critique personally because more times than not, I would say like 90% of the time, he is not critiquing me at all, but I'm internalizing that as a six. I'm making that mean it's about me. And that's, that's been a major thing is to realize like, is this about me or is this about like what his preferences are? He's going to have different preferences and different um, sort of levels of um the way he wants things done. And those may not necessarily be my levels and that is okay. But it, so for example, um, he may come into the house and maybe look in like a linen closet or something and see it all jumbled up because we have three kids and they just sort of like pull things out. Everything's hilarious. And they just put it back. However, it is absolutely hysterical to me. Um, But I mean, not so much to him. (laughs) And so look at that and he was like, ah, you know, we got to get this clean. And I will take that personally because I'm a self-present. I sort of like, that's sort of the job I've assigned myself is to like take care of like our resources and our house and make sure everything goes smoothly in the house. And I will think, well, maybe I'm not doing my job right. But I'm really just making that mean something about me when really he's just saying this just needs to be cleaned out. He's not saying you didn't clean it out. That's a great tip. Ones and sixes are both compliant and dependent. And tell us about how that's worked in a marriage, if any particulars have come out about that. Well, as compliance, we are sort of 
in my experience, sort of looking at each other's reactions at, a, at each other's vibes. And so we can easily sort of pick up on each other's energies. Mm. So if I'm already upset about something or had a bad day, he immediately notices my energy and sort of picks up on that and sort of acts accordingly, if that makes sense. So he, <laughs> yes. <laughs> he will sort of take a step back and sort of be a little bit more um, to himself at that point. And then as a six, I may think, well, he's mad at me. So, so it's just, it can get very cyclical, like, unless mm-hmm. we actually check in and communicate, like, you know, hey, did something go, you know, something happened at work? Are you feeling okay? Do you need to talk about it? Do you want me to just listen? Um, just check in and, and make sure. But, and then we also, on that same token, we can also expect each other to read each other's minds at times, expect the other to read does that make sense? So we Oh yeah. Absolutely. So we had a lot. We just we are very like nonverbal communicators at the beginning. And so and then I realized like this is kind of causing problems because there's a lot of like incorrect assumptions about each other. Mm. Yes, I think that's really cool that you share with everybody if you're at the beginning of your relationship or even fairly early on, it may take a lot of time to get there and Let's talk now about just what you guys feel like are the ways that when you are replenished, when you are getting your time intimately together, and by intimately, I just mean your one-on-one time, how do you guys glow in the world? How do you shine out there? What would you say? I think we can be, you know, we can host things if we're in a good place and we've had, you know, enough rest. It can be quite frantic if not, but if we're in a good place, we're great at hosting and bringing people together and making sure they're cared for and um, making sure all, you know, all different types of people, um, like just bringing all different types of people together and hosting and going out and contributing in our community and our church. I think if we're in good places that we're really, really good at that. Um, he can be very funny if he's in a restful place telling, you know, he tells like elaborate sort of long-winded jokes that are just absolutely, just so detailed and just so happy. And, you know, I think that really, he really enjoys doing that and it's really good at seeing that. And um, I think I just, I'm really good at sort of just bringing people together and connecting people and sort of mentioning different things about different people that I think may be a connecting factor to them, if that makes sense. So like I host a, um, I haven't done it in a while because of COVID, but we have like a women's group at our church that we sort of go out. And um, that's been something that, you know, I enjoy doing and um, just helping, you know, different people sort of get together. And maybe if the conversation is lagging, just find a way to start up the conversation with something I think everybody would be interested in. And um, I think, you know, when we're glow, you know, we're good parents. Um, I really do think that and help the kids feel very stable and grounded and supported. And um, he'll support them with, you know, whatever they need in school as far as like um, help with their actual work. And, you know, I can support like more emotionally. So I really feel like we bring all that to the table and um, we're very good at handling projects together. That is, that is, mm-hmm. we make a great team. Mm-hmm. And so, have like a you know a project in our house or the farm that we have so we can sort of like come together um strategize you know i'll help him think of all the angles so make sure that he can fill that with the details um 
you know, just ask all the questions so we can just like have all the bases covered. So then he will get to work on it sort of right away after that's happened. And so that really helps me go from like thinking to doing. So helps all those thoughts come to fruition. Huh, it's a beautiful blend. And I love how you're shining out there in the farm. Because the farm, you know, we can be outside and do projects. So it's actually perfect. So I will say this because I think it's helpful. This is just a quick story about like he he definitely helps calm my doubts. And so I talked earlier about him being, you know, just bringing the confidence. And sometimes I can be, you know, doubting. And I was going through a period where I was really scared. I got a call back on my mammogram and I was really really scared. Mm-hmm. And at first I kind of judged myself for being scared, but then I was like, this is scary. Okay. And this is during the pandemic if everything went wrong. And then I also forced myself to play it out if everything went right. Mm-hmm. And so that helped me feel more grounded and centered. And finally, I don't know, it was like the night before the actual callback. I told my husband, I was like, do you know that I'm scared? And he said, no. He said, you seem fine. Because I was like not outwardly showing that. And I was like, well, I'm freaking out inside. He was like, really? <laughs> and I'm, you know, like, yeah, I'm so scared, you know. And we were in, you know, in the bed just sort of like before we went to sleep. And so like he, it was incredible. Like he cuddled me and he was like, you know, talk to me about the logic of it. Like, do you have any family history? And just like really help me think about what is true and what, you know, what what's the scenario logically. And that's what I really, you know, I needed to be, to process the emotion of being scared. But then once I was out of that, once that was gone, then I could like see what was true. And he really helped me um, calm that down. But the reason I'm saying this is because, I don't know, other six wing fives maybe experienced this. Um, I've heard it from five wing sixes too, that they just, um, you feel like you're being vulnerable and you feel like you're talking about your feelings, but you're really not. They should know that you're scared or whatever. Maybe it's more like that. The vulnerability brought that as a sexual subtype. It really brought that intimacy that I was craving. But, you know, I really wasn't doing it because of that. But don't be afraid of being vulnerable because vulnerability breeds, you know, intimacy. That's all I wanted to say about that. Oh, well, it's really nice to hear because I think people can get the wrong impressions about logical processors, ones, threes, and even fives that they wouldn't want to hear your deeper issues and pains that actually draws you together. It's just making sure they're in a space to hear it. And he was, and that was the beautiful part where he got to minister to you and say, I really care about you and I I can support you here. And that helped you to face whatever was next. So thank you for sharing that with us. Just that he really is able to go there with you emotionally instead of you just always having to lean in. Don't give any of your fears. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Happy to do that. Yes. And I'm glad you're okay too. Thank you. Yes. And yes, it was okay. Everything was okay. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. That's just awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I was going to ask you because we're just, this leads us right into our body questions. Tell us about from the biological standpoint and just your own tips as a coach, what you think our listeners would really benefit from in terms of body work and marriage or individually. Well, body work was just, I think that was really my first entry point into self-care and um, doing my work as a six. It, so I read the book, uh, Mel Robbins book, five second rule, and she was talking about how important a morning routine was. 
And she says, make sure that when you first wake up, you know, I do take the children to school, but after that, you know, go ahead and give yourself whatever you would want to during the day. Like, don't push it to the end of the day because it might not happen. Do it first. And so I was like, well, that's interesting. If I could do anything, what would I choose to do? And I was like, hands down, get outside and walk and, you know, do some type of exercise. I used to be a runner, but that's not really, um, with a foot injury, that's not really a thing anymore. But I said, I would definitely walk outside. And so I just started a morning routine, you know, like I'm going to do this every day. After I drop the children off, I'm going to do that every day. And so I started doing that. And I just, you know, without any expectation, you know, just I'm going to be out here in nature, which has always been a way that I can get to the nine, just to be relaxed and to be at peace and to observe. It, it's always been a way to help me sort of like calm my thoughts and my, my anxious racing mind. And so I said, I'm going to do that. So I started doing that every day and decide, I decided that I would use that time for anything I wanted because I could do whatever I wanted. That was my one hour to do whatever I wanted, which was kind of amazing to think about. So that thought brought me a lot of joy. Mm-hmm. And so I can pay attention to nature, observe the different birds, their colors, where they're perching, you know, commit to memory what birds I saw. And so what that effectively did for me as a head type is really just get me out of my thought patterns mm-hmm. and just get to the piece and actually just like have nothing going on in my head besides just focusing on what I was seeing right in front of me. So the present moment, I would use it as a time to listen to books on tape, you know, the audible or podcast. And it's a really a time that I could get peaceful and quiet with my spirituality and hear what God was trying to say to me. Hmm. And that's actually how my podcast came about was during that introspective time, I, you know, had the nudge to, you know, you want to be courageous. You want to step out, be courageous for what you what is most important to you, which is my spirituality and my faith. That's how the podcast was created to talk about that. But but somehow like moving my body in the morning, like I said before, getting into action before my mind starts giving me all these things that I need to do, that I need to think about, I can just get moving. And that really just starts the day with, you know, incorporating the action and the body. Mm, that's wonderful. And I like how you're reminding sixes of their arrow work and heading into that nine space, but overall, just for every listener, I like how you're reminding us that if we're running real fast, whether we're future oriented or whether we are fellow thinkers, we have to stop in the morning and take care of ourselves. And and that just goes right along with that self-preserving subtype. So I love that. And what other tips do you have for us? And I just, by the way, love that you're bringing your forestry and biology into this. So thank you for that too. You're welcome. Well, I really think that that speaks to all the triads, right? So the thinking, it kind of helps you get out of your head so much and look around and see in the present moment what you're looking at. And I think it really helps for the doers, the the body types, the eight, nines, and ones, because that methodical walking and sort of the peacefulness really helps them because there's nothing to do besides get out and, and exercise. You know, and you might be a runner. And so that already takes you to a different spot because you're listening to your body. You're thinking of what, you know, you know, where it hurts or, you know, just like what movements you need to make. So I think that kind of helps them. And as far as the heart triad, just the infinite beauty that nature can offer you, you know, that nature's paintbrush, I mean, just across the sky, you can look anywhere 
I mean, most artists get, in, in, you know, get their inspiration from, you know, nature anyway, because it's just so unexpected and the color combinations are incredible. And, um, you know, I just think it offers something to everyone. So, and also I want to say, don't, um, you know, I know everyone, new year, new me is talking about like exercise and, <laughs> you know, all these drastic changes, but start small and start with something that really speaks to you. If you want to get into your body and do that sort of thing, um, allow it to be whatever you need it to be. So don't put demands on yourself and just commit to getting your body moving. And sometimes even the language helps, you know, you're not like getting out, I'm, I'm doing this to lose weight or I'm doing this for any particular reason. You're just moving your body because your body, our bodies are made to move. They're not made to sit sedentary for hours. Like it's just like a, a vehicle. You have to keep all the joints and everything moving and oiled and working. And that's the same with your body. You're just moving it in the way that it was meant to move. So if you want to go outside, you want to enjoy nature as far as your body work, make sure invest in a nice raincoat. You know, so there's like not, not like no excuses because I think that's kind of lame, but like being <laughs> <laughs> the promise to yourself because it's something that serves you. You're supporting yourself. You can view it like that as a six. You're, you're, you're really supporting something that really means a lot to you. Mm, I love that. Keeping promises to yourself, supporting yourself as a six or every, uh, just supporting yourself as a person that is absolutely beautiful. And you're reminding our listeners that they're valuable too, even as much as they want to care about others. Oh yeah. And, you know, so, and speaking back to the glow and, you know, with the spouse, you know, outdoors and, you know, you can exercise with your spouse or you can just take a walk. You know, it's, I know you exercise with your spouse. So that's, you know, part of, I think your connection. So you can do that outdoors as well. And, you know, like I said, that's something that speaks to us, but say, if you like nature and your spouse isn't like nature, because I, I hear this from so many people, like one person in the pairing is just not into it. Like, you know, they don't, they may be scared of something like a snake or something like that. There are places, you know, go to a park, you know, it's still in nature, but it's a paved walkway. So realize sort of where you're at and like your connection point, you're still in nature, but have something that feels a little bit safer for them, you know, and if they like that, maybe take it a next step. Next time, go to the woods on like a short path and see if they can handle that and they like that. Um, and so, or go to a waterfall that you've never seen, you know, mm -hmm. they're a photographer and, you know, they can go take a camera and, you know, I mean, you're all, you're moving your body in any way. So that's just what I want to emphasize. And nature is just the wonderful backdrop for doing that. Um, oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Much peace and so much relaxation. And if you're into adventure, you can get that too. I mean, there's challenging hikes and there's also geocaching. I mean, that there's different clues that you have to solve and then you can get GPS coordinates unlocked. So that really brings a lot. I mean, that brings nature, that brings exercise and that brings, you know, adventure. So it really just, you know, really just try to think how it would speak to you as a pairing and then as a person, what you would most be interested in doing and just get, get out there and get moving. I don't, I don't know of any type that, um, that can't benefit. Oh, you've said that so well. And as much as we do like exercising together with the COVID spikes right now, Wes isn't able to do as much with me because he's literally on the front lines, like all the time between family and friends. So one small thing he's been doing is just taking a walk. And I was on the phone with him this morning on his way to work, telling him 
that it's really because he asked me for words of affirmation. And I said, you know, I know you're guilting yourself that it's our body care week and that you're not getting as much self-care as you would have liked in your body, but you're taking care of lots of other people's bodies. So don't feel bad that you are taking care of yourself in other ways. Like he's making sure to sleep, take vitamins. He's making sure to take his medication from when he had a sinus infection. He's making sure to take the dog for a walk every night. And I'm like, sometimes it's going to look like that and that's okay. And I want you to encourage your spouses of that too. If they're in a season and it's a nice way to frame it to your spouse versus I think you should make sure you do this. My husband actually likes to be told what to do sometimes as a compliant type in terms of self-care, but it's, it's a fine line. A hundred percent. Cause I know you're married to a one as well. And so if I, it's all about the framing for the ones because they already do so much self-judgment and self-talk about what they should be doing. They already have that. So you don't need to add to that. And you know, if there's some type of critique you have, you can frame that. My husband says, if there's something that you'd like me to do better, frame it as a joke. <laughs> I was like, what? Mm -hmm. But I mean, that's how he needs to hear it because he needs you to go easy on him because he already is not going easy on himself. So, but yeah, like this morning, I knew that I wasn't going to have time to do my full walk, but I still got outside and got some of it. And just, I just feel lost without it. Now that I've put it and made it a habit for me, you know, and it's not like I don't judge myself if I don't get it, but I just make a point to get it the next day or the next thing. And sometimes I don't get it in the morning and I have to do it at night and I don't have to, but it really serves me to do that at night, do it at all to get that body work in. I can't because I sit for hours for my job. <laughs> oh, wow. That is really a great reminder. Many people do. And so that is very important that if you can even get a standing desk or take some of your calls, Jen and I on my team, we do some of our calls standing up. Some of them we're doing IG lives together, but sometimes we're both on a walk. So we get our socializing in, we get some time in nature, we get to walk and we get to be productive. And I think that for whatever type you are, like we say, sometimes the routes are going to be a bit sideways as you're trying to figure out how do I cram that in? And that's okay because that's progress. That's getting you closer to the goal of body work. So don't tell yourself it has to be perfect or I can't do it. I've had to walk a lot of clients through that. If I can't have a full hour, I won't take five minutes. And five minutes can greatly improve your core strength. Five minutes a day is helping one of my daughters through her, her dance right now because she's really dancing a lot and on point and, and jazz and you know her lower back and her hips are misaligned a little bit right now and it's like if she doesn't stop to do those very basic I'm sure a lot of our listeners have to do this too lower back stretches and just even the lower back sit up that can take five minutes and it can literally be the difference between walking and hobbling a hundred percent a hundred percent and I want to say this as a six for uh, you know the six listeners if you're in a spin about something and you are just thinking and just overthinking and you just, and you're worried about something and don't know what to do. The best thing that I can say to do that's helped me is to go take a walk, go take a five, 10 minute walk and really clear your head. Yeah. And I have solved so many issues like regarding my job, which is going to take a break, take a breather and recenter yourself, get back into your body and ask yourself sort of like, what's true? What's my next step? My next actual step. And that's really been helpful. Yeah. You're really allowing your brain to get cleared out. And I do think that tip is helpful for every type because 
right now the research shows us that people are working more hours than ever mm -hmm. due to being at home and COVID and work being so available on our phones and devices. So it's a great tip for everybody to get up, get out, or do even we said those, those few minutes. And then also if you're an over-exerciser, make sure you're, you're taking some steps back because of course, as you can imagine, with my daughter having that positioning, I always tell her, you know, we're going to look at this season by season, year by year, because your body has to last you for 80 years. So if you're a premier athlete in any of your favorite sports, or you're really passionate about fitness or nature, maybe you're an ultra runner, you have to look at long haul too, with your body work so that you can really make the most out of your body versus, you know, as you know, I've shared on this podcast before, just overdoing in one area, but luckily our bodies are pretty generous to help us through that. So my daughter's just a little bruised this week, but it's a life lesson. And, and you mentioned your, your foot and it's like, that was a pivot point for you to be able to do that. And we have both of us, so many, and everyone listening, I'm sure examples of people who have said, please learn from my mistake. I didn't listen to my body. Right. Oh, I was definitely not listening to my body. I was of the mindset just to push through it. Mm. Yeah. me too. <laughs> That's how the foot got into. Yes. Yeah. So, but now thankfully you have listened to some degree and you are getting to do your walks, which is now just your everything. You're so happy you get to do that. Absolutely. It's, it's the, I can tell on days that I have not gotten outside and gotten my walks. I can really tell. I mean, it really just makes me not as, not as, you know, a grounded and peaceful. And I can just feel in my body, just, you know, the intensity. Mm. Can you tell us, and I think that you would trudge through even snow for this because you're in the Carolinas. I'm in Florida. I know a lot of our listeners are like, I'm in Canada. Come on. Um, because, um, uh, even my relatives up North and clients, it's like they're, they're dealing with five degree weather. Um, tell us if there's any final tips for those just in a, a listening to this during a season of winter, uh, where it's too cold to get outside. And I know my one six sister and her husband would say, we go out, we bundle up there in Northern Michigan. They love that. And they could still do things of walking in nature as long as they were careful on ice, but some will not want to go out. So do you have any tips for those who don't want to go out quite as much to do body work? I mean, you're, if you can't go outside, then you're going to have to do something inside, but maybe just push the curtains back and have like a view of nature if you if that makes sense like allow your space to be something that is supportive for you if you have room in your house to do so and then also if, get the right equipment like if you if nature is very important to you have if having the right equipment is really the difference between enjoying nature and adverse conditions and not um mm -hmm. and i mean i really think if that's something that's important to you it would be very in your best interest to invest in those pieces but like I said, if you can't, maybe just do um, do your exercise in front of a window so you can at least be able to like look out and let your mind focus on something else while your body is doing your exercise, if possible, depending on what you're doing. Oh, that's huge. I always have my husband come into my office that I'm sitting in right now. And I actually have the window cracked. I'm proud of myself, but he's usually like, what are you doing in here? <laughs> so I think there's a lot of people who are in five mode who may do that, whatever type they are, they may just have that space where they focus so hard that they forget about their surroundings. So that's a beautiful reminder. Um, I can see a lake and trees out my window and it's very peaceful. So please remember that guys, that even if you're not outside or it's too cold, that you can just enjoy being indoors while having some actual natural light come in. And if you don't like nature, I think we're both agreeing that you don't have to go out all the time, but allow yourself to at least experience the benefits of it. Cause it is really good for you. Right. 
Right. And, and if anything, you can go out in the mornings and just let the cold air hit your face. And that alone, if you're like a six wing five or five or anybody that just has a tough time waking up, <laughs> nine, like ju it's just so invigorating. And so, you know, you might exercise indoors, but at least go outside and maybe just have a few moments of, you know, reflection and like meditation or prayer or whatever speaks to you and then go inside and get your body work. Oh, that's right. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Katie. You have just blessed us so much with your tips today. I really loved this episode and I know our ENM community is loving it too. Can you tell us where we can find you if they want to hear your pod? Um, I know you and your hubby talk sometimes on that, or if they just want to follow you. The best place to find me is on Instagram and it's at we are all human podcast. And um, you can find me there and you can get a link to my podcast from there. So, and that's the best place to interact. Awesome. Thank you so much. I love this so much. Thank you. <laughs> me too. It was also so funny because after the recording, I read in Psychology Today about how important nature is. And it was so interesting because the article said that even looking at pictures of nature. So let's just be honest. If you're in the total tundra right now and you've just like, I cannot open my window. It is complete bleak house. Go ahead and open up a scrapbook of nature pictures, make your desktop nature. So let's remember that that's one of our best tools for our body care because our bodies, minds, and hearts are so connected. So anyway, I love that Katie told us where you can follow her and I'm sure you can DM her with questions you have. And isn't that the coolest name for a podcast? We are all human. I mean, come on, that is just so helpful. As my kids and I read about Julius Caesar and the fall of Rome, I can't help but be reminded that there's something beautiful about just coming together as humans, even though we're going to totally disagree about things sometimes and totally um, have our opinions, which we hold to and are justice oriented. I just love that we have people listening and leading out there who are also aware that we're growing together and that we need every single one of us out there. So keep doing your best. I hope you have such a wonderful week. I hope you guys get all the resources you need from Enneagram and Marriage.com. And I love living intentionally with you guys. Bye-bye.